train and drill every little aspect over and over and over and over again. They were doing 30 jumps a day. Getting to a point where he was just a machine. I mean, over 500 skydives. That's what we do. Over 13,000 motocross jumps. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Oh, it's great. Welcome to the show. I am Scott, and you are... Um, your wife. Wait, wait, I'm not... You're magnificent, amazingly awesome, super-duper kick-ass wife? All those things, or... check. Okay. Th- then, I, then I'm all those things. And Joe. All right. <laughs> and I, I think you're quite amazingly adorable too you know what a lot of compliments for yourself in that one no but i think now you're just adding a little bit of of guilt no i really do love you i hope so Uh, a lot hey look we're here for a specific thing tonight okay not not about me is it about Haley atwell (laughs) your real love (laughs) all right so yeah this is before and after reviews where we go see a brand new movie in the theater on opening night, and we talk about it before and after, thus the title. And tonight we're talking about Mission Impossible. In? Impossible. Mission? Impossible. Impossible. The newest one in the franchise, which leads me into asking a question without putting down that phone. Oh, okay. It's time to play, if you accept the mission or not. The game. How much does Jill remember? Double O Joe. Cue the music. Even though this is not a James Bond movie. <laughs> yep, you already got one thing wrong. All right, so we're going to start off the questionnaire tonight with... What's the name of Tom Cruise's character in this film series? His name is Ethan Hunt. All right, we're okay. one. We've got one so far. I'm, sh- I'm Sherlock Jones. We're talking oh, about... Oh, do you see what it is? It's Sherlock Jones. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with something clever because I'm, like, you know, fine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> since we are talking about Mission Impossible, the series that has grossed a box office gross of $3.57 billion so far. Jesus. My question to you is, how many films does this make in tonight with this new one? How many films are there? How many Mission Impossible films? Okay, hold on. So we... I believe this is the... Sixth installment? Alright, you only have one right so far. Oh, dang. That is wrong. This is number seven. Oh, darn. Okay. So with that being the uh, the question, the next question is, can you guess the na- the names of these movies? Oh, you're kidding. Well, we got the first one. What do we call that? Mission Impossible. Alright. Now the second one. Mission Impossible 2. The Hunt for Ethan Hunt. Well, there is no title. That was a trick question. Well, that's not fair. And the same goes for part three. So you got those out of the way. 
One, two, and three are just one, two, and three. Oh. But after that, we have subtitles. Okay, so Mission Impossible 4, mm -hmm. The Long Road Ahead. Not even close. Hold on. Not even close on any of these titles. Mission Impossible 4, The Spy Goes West. All right, Ed Wood. I know what you're going for there. <laughs> Seriously, what do you think? You have no clue on this fourth okay, one? Okay, wait, hold on. No, I know it. Okay. I do know it. This is... Get serious. No, I'm getting serious. No, okay. I like when you guess for real and they really aren't anything near it. All right, hold on. Was that first one a guess or was that just a joke? The long road ahead. Uh, no, that was a real guess. That was a real one. Yeah, that was All a real... Because right. I, I... Okay, wait. Number four is... Um... Where does he go? Well, shockingly, it was kind of close to what you joked around with, Edward. Shut up. The spy who shagged me. <laughs> what the okay. hell? I just said that. You went wait. to Awesome Powers? No, 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 no. I know this. Okay, wait. So, I said the spy goes west. But no. This is west something. Mm, I don't know. I've seen these movies even less than I've seen the Transformers movies. Alright, give up? Yes. Ghost Protocol. What does that have to do with any of it? That was the main plot, the Ghost Protocol. Alright, so number What's five. What's that got to do with going west? No, instead of ghoul goes west, I'm saying ghost. Uh, Ghouls, ghosts. Kinda that's close. not fair. It's a monster. Whatever. Kinda like a creature. That's crap. Alright, I was trying to give you a little push. So number six, even want to guess? Oh, number five, actually. Oh, Do you even want to guess? Number five. Ooh, that's the that's the one with, um, you know, the chick and... Uh, was that Carrie Russell? No, no. Mm -mm. I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. You got nothing? No, no. All right. Rogue Nation. Oh, All right, I we got six. Okay, I have to get, keep guessing. Okay. If you don't want to try, I'll just oh, tell you the title. Six was the one where he jumped on the building and broke his ankle and acted like nothing happened? I yes, it is. I don't think that was in that one. Yes, it is. Remember, he jumped across the buildings? I and think he... that might have been part five, but I could uh, be wrong on this. Uh, okay. You want me to tell you the big stunts in each one to help you out a little bit? Well, will it help me find out the title of the movie? No. No. I don't need to. So you want me to title? Just tell me. You give up? Fallout. Uh, so that brings us to tonight's movie. Do you know the title of this film? No. <laughs> I knew it. I wanted to see how far I could Wait, get and on. see if you even knew tonight's title. Mission Impossible. Uh, I don't know. And you know what's really crazy? I've been stalking Haley Atwell on Instagram. I know, it's all over the place. And it's all over the place. And I can't, I don't know. All right, Dead Reckoning. Part ah. one. All right, so now the next question is going to be. All right, we're going to do another one. I feel like I'm being purposely put on display. I just think these are so much fun. I think you're, you're the best at this, playing uh. with this. So now we're going to get a crazy question. Do you know any of the directors of these films? <gasps> Starting um. with number one, can you guess the director? Okay, I know that Simon Pegg directed one of these. Nope. Okay, that's wrong. Uh, okay, hold on. <laughs> I mean, if I'm thinking... In fact, he's only in, I think, maybe four of these films? Is it a Demi? No. The first one? Yeah. No. 
These Scott? are all huge directors. Is it a Scott? Is it a Scott? <laughs> no, no, but you know, he, I mean, well, I think he might have been passed away. After oh, this movie, Tony so. Scott, okay. Uh, can you imagine Ridley Scott directing one of these movies? No. I, I could never see that. Okay. This wait. first one's mind blowing to me. The director was. I know it's not someone. I mean, who does action really well? Well, well. First off, I'll say the first one came out in 1996. Can you believe that? 1996. Oh, Garrett? No, not Garrett. Um. Garrett. No, Garrett. Who's uh, the famous director with Garrett? The All guy right. that does guys that does our action scenes. All right, this I'm gonna tell Garrett, you. The first no, one. not Garrett. Yeah, is it Gareth Evans? In 96? No, I guess you're. No. Okay. No. He would, how old would he have been? All right, so the first movie is directed by Brian De Palma. <gasps> yep. Okay, I would have never in a trillion years guessed that. Yep. Ever. Which makes a lot of sense because it does have a, like an almost giallo thriller tone to it. It's very, like, it looks beautiful. I feel like I needed to go back and watch this again. All right. God damn it. Now part two. Can we guess who directed this one? I can't even get... <laughs> I can't even get one. You don't know any of the directors of these films? Are they all different directors? Yeah, Every until time? until part five. Oh my god. Yeah, big people too. I'm not going to make an ass out of myself and just start naming people. All right, no. Mission Impossible 2 in 2000, John Woo. <gasps> okay. okay, 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 that makes sense. Mission Impossible 3 in 2006. These are big gaps. J.J. Abrams' his first movie. Oh, shit. That's the one with Carrie Russell. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Because he worked on Felicity and yes. put everybody he loves in his movies. Yeah. Number four, Ghost Protocol, 2011, Brad Bird, the Pixar oh, director. Oh, Brad and stuff. Bird. Okay. And then we get part five, Rogue Nation, 2015. This is where Christopher um, McQuarrie starts directing these films. Now, the reason that that name should be important is because this is the writer. He's mainly was a writer. He he wrote The Usual Suspects and directed and wrote The Way of the Gun. But then he is the responsibility, him and, I wouldn't say the responsibility, but he's responsible for Tom Cruise's huge resurgence because this guy wrote and has teamed up with Cruise on Valkyrie, Jack Reacher, Edge of Tomorrow, Rogue Nation, The Mummy, Fallout, Maverick, and now these two Dead Reckoning films. Oh, wow. So he has really got a good partnership going with this guy. Okay. All right. Uh, so now he's directing, and he's directing these action films. And since he's he's directed five, six, and now seven and eight, so he's pretty much in charge with with uh, Tom Cruise. Now. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, each one of these, you brought up the stunts. That game's over, and you failed miserably, by the you way. You know, I, I do remember the ankle. I, I know that is because they were talking about it on, on the YouTubes. <clears throat> But, um, yeah, we can actually talk about that. Uh, each movie, he did a crazy stunt. In part one, he did the hanging from the wall. He actually filled his shoes up with money or change mm -hmm. to balance himself as he was on a wire, and he had to get he couldn't touch the floor, and he did the whole scene. Yeah, and I remember one where he scaled the building, the biggest building in India. Yeah, that's later. Uh, I think in part two, he actually did a full mountain climb with only thin wires and no nets. He's out of his mind. Yep. And then he did an airplane scene, right? Where he was on the wing of an airplane or something? Was that this? this That's series? one of these movies, yeah. Okay, and then now he's doing this crazy motorcycle jump, which he, gives me anxiety. Well, don't skip uh, because in another movie he actually did a helicopter chase. He actually filmed a helicopter chase in another movie. 
he did an underwater scene where he learned how to hold his breath for an insane amount, yeah. and he actually did oh the whole God. underwater thing. Yeah. It's an incredible scene. And these movies have become less about the story and more about what Tom Cruise is amazing at doing, which is entertaining his people, like his fans. There's a reason you go see these movies. It's mm-hmm. really because of that. And I will say this, and this is crazy. I, I, I'm like lukewarm on some of these films, right? The reason I go see them, the reason I throw my money at the screen is because it's Tom Cruise giving everything, putting aside anything that this, this guy has done that has pissed off people. He is an entertainer and he gives a shit about the fans and he gives a shit about the movie industry Mm -hmm. and he should be completely applauded for it you know i agree i think that you know a lot of people kind of um judge him on his personal life and whatever and that is what it is but when you go to a movie and you can see the things that he's actually doing and how he's putting himself in harm's way like literal danger yeah for these these movies and like i mean he's doing these things he's not a young man either no he is uh i believe he has just turned 60. yeah and he's doing these things himself jumping off cliffs with motorcycles and and jumping out of planes and doing all these things yeah, for this movie he did this motorcycle jump and he had to learn how to free uh free jump i think that's what you call it and then uh he did like 200 motorcycle jumps or something to learn how to do this and like i think 200 jumps mm-hmm. and like 20 something uh motorcycle jumps and then film this scene over and over although the first one was perfect he just kept saying i think i could do it better yeah i mean he's he's a legend and you know uh, steven spielberg walked up to him and it's on tape they were all saying hi to each other at the um i think it was the dinner for celebrities that come together when the, the for the oscars beforehand they meet with the press and all these people and uh, a lot of times people don't show up to those things and tom cruise has been notable like he doesn't want to do that he just wants to work and he's like a powerhouse he actually showed up to it to um help uh push the industry like he was helping trying to get people back in the theater spielberg walked up to him and he's on tape saying hugging him and saying you saved the movie industry wow and uh, tom cruise is like no way you you did (laughs) you did um because Spielberg's saying that because the movie that like really made everybody go back to the theater during COVID was Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. which made what is his biggest money maker ever. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I, I enjoyed that movie. I thought it. We saw it twice. It blows my mind that that was his biggest money maker because everything that guy has done has entertained me. I have I've rarely been disappointed mm-hmm. by his films. Even when I didn't like the film so much. He was great, and he puts everything in there. Yeah. You know, and what I hate is I think um, his celebrity has lent people to make up fake stories about him, and that's what I go with his personal life that gets a little sketchy because even with this movie, uh, uh, Haley Atwell, who's uh, a lead actress in this movie, was rumored to be dating him. Mm-hmm, that wasn't true. And it wasn't true at all, and everybody just assumed it was true. Mm-hmm. And she said it was very invasive and very strange because – he was her boss mm-hmm. he's the producer of this film and she said she felt very very strange and like violated by the public yeah and i gotta tell you that sucks mm-hmm. the same thing goes with the weird rumor about how he won't stare uh, he tells people not to look him in the eyes that just seems weird because i've <clears throat> excuse me i've seen him on the red carpet before and he's talking to people 
eye to eye. Yeah. There's no issues there. So I don't know. And there's like a whole so, lot of rumors about him. Like people go out of their way to make him seem more crazy than, you know, than they, they should. Yeah. I mean, it's like, why are you coming after this guy? Like, yeah, whatever he's got going on in his personal life or, you know, jumping on sofas and all that silly stuff he did back then. It, you have to still respect his work. Yeah. Because he has a really great body of work. And just to see how he keeps putting people into these movies, you know, he doesn't really... Like, he fought on Maverick to put in uh, Val Kilmer. He told them, the script's not happening unless we write him into the movie. He needs to be in it. It's only fair. And they did and it tastefully. probably one of the better scenes in the whole movie, and yeah. he was correct for it. Um, the same thing goes with, you know, you don't see Vic Rames. Ring Rames and everything. And then he's in these movies, and I'm like, you know, he's very loyal. Same thing with Simon Pegg. He's teamed up with him heavily. Simon Pegg's been going out of his way to debunk rumors about him. He's like, he's an amazing human being, and like, Mm -hmm. I don't like that everybody keeps seeing these bad things about him. You know, a lot of people do say that he's like the nicest guy. I mean, you see him talk to people, and he's generally like happy Mm -hmm. and wanting to learn about them. And you hear these crazy stories. The guy. The guy jumped it, um, into the water one time and saved people from drowning. Like, mm-hmm. he's done some crazy things if you look into his life. And to help people, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole story about during COVID filming uh, his movie and putting everybody up. He rented an entire ship and had everybody have quarters on the ship and took care of them. And, of course, it came out that he was very mad when people broke the, the quarantine and ruined the set because he was saying you put so many people's livelihoods in jeopardy here. Lives, so he was mad even. Lives. because he was trying to yeah not yeah lives yeah. too, and he was trying really hard to keep it afloat. All these people with their jobs during quarantine, they were gonna mm-hmm. have no money. He was trying to help them, and to me that's like amazing. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to here tonight, and this is why we're gonna go see this movie, right? Because it, what I was about to say before, before I got in my huge rant about Tom Cruise, is that the first movie. I always thought it was okay. Like, I love the opening in that film. Um, it has the craziest opening. He, they kill his entire team of famous people. It's it's wild. I think Millie Westavez gets killed in the opening in that movie. Uh, and John Woo's movie is awful. Like, I just did not like that. That's the worst one. That? That's two. two okay. um, and I never thought I would care about the franchise ever again. Because two, to me, was the worst. I, I couldn't believe how much I didn't like that film. Mm-hmm. And then J.J. Abrams comes out with three. And Philip Seymour Hoffman's the villain. And that movie was awesome. And ever since then, I've, you know what? We're going to go see these movies. And I've enjoyed them all to an extent. Like, I've always complained that the plot is a little too convoluted. It it hinges on really stupid gags like ripping off the face masks, which uh, is too Scooby-Doo for me Mm -hmm. to take seriously. You know, I always want to hear Scooby go, like, you know, and Shaggy go, zoinks. (laughs) Um, it's old man winners. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's, uh, that's where I get cut off. Um, but these movies, they, they are like awe inspiring to watch the stunts, the action. And then the plot is like, what happened? And, and I got to tell you, I had to rewatch a refreshing video today. Be while you were gone. Um, I had to watch a whole video just to recap what had happened to certain characters. I wish I watched it. <laughs> because I don't even know if it's necessary, but I was like, oh, did they write, like, Alec Baldwin out? And then I remember, oh, he died in the last one. Oh, never mind. Uh, oh, whatever happened to Jeremy Renner? Wasn't he in this series? Oh, um, oh, that just couldn't work out, and they wrote him out. Oh, uh, wasn't Angela Bassett 
in this area? Oh, they had to write her out too because of scheduling. Oh. oh. <laughs> so I don't really need to know. But I, all I think it's important is that we know that Tom Cruise's character, Ethan Hunt, uh, he was, he got married and then he was brought back in and he put, it put his wife in jeopardy. So they had to like kill him off of her life. But then it came back that the bad guys knew that he had a wife that was in, in basically, um, I think that they went after his wife and held her hostage. So he left her mm-hmm. to keep her safer. Keep her safe. And so she went into hiding and she was in witness protection and uh, they found out, and I think the last one, mm-hmm. and they went after her and threatened her life. And she said goodbye to him because she said, thank you for giving me the life I now have. Mm-hmm. Because she was living the life that she always wished. Mm-hmm. So uh, he saved her life again and he got to say goodbye. And there's like a bunch of characters like up in the air. You know, like we already talked about Simon Pegg and we talked about Ben Range. They're there. Yeah. I don't know what other characters are back. You know, uh, I know that... Um, the act, the, the the cast here in this movie is stellar. Oh, we got Pom. You do. Pom's oh, in this. Oh, I love her. She's so cute. She's wearing an amazing jacket on the cover. It looks like uh, Sergeant Pepper's. I'm like, I'm oh like, I just God. love her automatically. I love her anyway. She's so cute. Uh, the actress I like from um, um, Hobbs and Shaw, I, I, which I want to say, I don't think it's Vickers. I don't remember her the actress's name right now. I just blanked. But she's in this too, um, and also. Um, the other actress I love too from Doctor Sleep, oh Rebecca is that, Ferguson. Yeah, Rose the Hat. Yes. Yeah. She's in this. I think she might have been in the last couple. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see Haley Atwell. I, she's my girl. I wonder how much she's actually in. I might be a little side story. I, hey, you know, I, I'll take whatever I can get. I'm interested though. I, I I wonder because we we got to talk about this real quick too. Um, this is part one. Now that's a trend of this year. It's yeah, an odd why, why trend of this year. Why are you doing this shit? Yeah, this... Okay, so what we, we went on uh, two of our other previous movies, Into the Spider-Verse 2... Um, and The Fast and the Furious. And The Fast and the Furious. Both, I was talking about how they oddly didn't feel finished as a film. Right. They felt like when they cut to the end and they said, to be continued, mm-hmm. it felt jarring and it kind of felt a little bit of a letdown. Now, in a movie series, you expect another movie. But yeah. when you don't have a full-fledged story in one movie, it feels like the m- movie is cheating you in a weird way. Yes, and I, I agree with you on that. But I feel like in this particular franchise, as well as like James Bond or anything like that, I feel like they every movie is like a standalone movie. Exactly. You know? But they so, still continue. They have a story in the background. But they have like missions. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like James Bond's a great example. They found a way to balance the continuation mm-hmm. while also giving a full storyline, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, the problem here. It's like, is this going to be a full storyline? I don't know. I, I wonder know. how much is going to be left hanging here. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm not really going into this to get this uh, monumental story. I'm not. That's fine. You know? But you are going to go into the scene, one of the scenes. I would like to see a movie with because a of... decent plot. Yes, but I'm not anticipating this is going to be some, you know, Oscar-worthy thing here. You know, I just think it's going to be fun, entertaining uh, stunts. and. So what you're saying, though, is you, you don't go to the theater hoping for a great theater movie. Oh, like I Like an want... experience, yes. an actual movie. Yeah. Because 
to me, that's like you could just watch um, TikTok videos all day long and have the same general, you know, genuine feeling. A movie is like reading a book. No, or, I understand. You know, like, but I, you know, and but this particular franchise, like, I got to tell you, I really don't remember much from the other ones. I don't. Yeah, so, they're convoluted. There's a lot of yeah, crazy shit going on. It's yeah. So I, I have a feeling that this is going to be more of that, and that's my worst case scenario. Uh, yeah, the worst case scenario is definitely... Well, I mean, I don't have a problem with those because those are like James Bond stories where they're full stories. Mm-hmm. There, He goes on a mission, he saves the day, the end of the movie. There's repercussions, there's effects, um, and that's, a, that's the plot. With it being part one, it's basically telling you, oh, there's going to be a lot of shit ending here with cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get a little worried. You know, so I think my worst case scenario is it doesn't feel like it's an ending of a, a movie. Like... It doesn't feel like this has an ending. It's, or it's like Lord of the Rings, where, you know, um, I remember in Hobbit when the smoke gets released. You now you want to see smoke attack the village, and then they cut the movie, and they're like, "That's the next one," mm-hmm. and you're like, "Fuck you, man! This is what we came for." How you dare know? you say those words? The Hobbit? I, I think mean, I'm allowed to on that one. No, it's not that bad. I think the other movies had a good conclusion where it was like, they had like concluded each like a thing. Like, so the second one was, like, the Battle of Helm's Deep, and that Helm's Deep battle got ended, okay. you know? And um, the first one was, like, they're on the mission to go get the ring, and, you know, Boromir dies, spoiler, and uh, Frodo <laughs> was sent on his own Wait, with Sam. There are people who haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Well, those people are mutants to us. <laughs> get uh, out. Those are, those are crazy people that need to just stop listening to this and go watch Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, that's my worst case scenario. My best case scenario is that we are shocked how much of a fun time this is, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm with you on that for sure. I think I'm going to come out of this with a six. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm hoping for a seven. I think we're going to be, I think I'll be entertained, um, but I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'll come out with a six. I'm hoping for a seven, but I think a six. We'll see. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually thinking I'll come out with a seven. And if it's lower, I'll be... Uh, eh. I don't know. We got two beautiful people to look at. Actually, sorry, three beautiful people because Pom's in this. But There's so many. No, I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like it's... It, the easy on the eyes is definitely going to help out here. You know? At least we get to see them doing fun stuff and flinging each other around and getting hurt and getting messed up and, you know, yeah. fun stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, I already have that going for me. Which is nice. Do you want to go check this out? Yep. Okay, let's go. Your days of fighting for the so-called greater good are over. This is our chance to control the truth, the concepts of right and wrong. For everyone for centuries to come. You're fighting to save an ideal that doesn't exist. Never did. You need to pick a side. Shoot it in Norway. There'll be a motorcycle jump off a cliff into a base jump. I wanted to do it since I was a little kid. It all comes down to one thing. The audience. We're back, and we just saw Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And let me be the first to say, holy shit. 
That was my thoughts exactly. Wow. I mean, holy crap, Ola. I mean, they threw so much. <laughs> Damn, I don't know if you picked that up, but that was loud. Um, So many things at the screen at once. Uh, this movie, I'm, 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 I'm just gonna go out on a limb and just say, I thought this movie was fantastic. Yeah, it was a hoot. <laughs> a hoot. I'm like, uh, it's fantastic, hoot. and I was gonna say this was a spectacular film, and I, and you said hoot. It was a hoot. What a riot. It was. All the kids are saying it's the bee's knees. Yeah, it is. It's totally right. I really liked it. This is my jelly jam right here. <laughs> It was a half and a holler. It was a lot of fun. So there was like, I mean, it was nonstop action, nonstop, and um, it was, and I was entertained the whole time. Yeah, I I thought, um, I mean, starting out really, really quickly. Uh, this has a great opening, like first act, where uh, before the even the uh, title of the movie comes on the screen, I I leaned over to you and said, "No, that's how you open a film." Oh yeah, for sure. Because I mean, uh. I would say I don't know if the writer here has seen persons of interest. Person, TV, person of um, interest. I always say persons of interest. I know person of interest, a TV mm -hmm. show that yeah. I absolutely love with uh, Jim, Jim Caviezel and Michael Emerson. Uh, people haven't seen that show. I don't know why it's so underseen. It's so good. Uh, but this movie is literally stealing the premise of that show. Um. And I'm okay with it. I'm down with it because I love that premise. I love the premise of, uh, and it's it's kind of relevant to stuff that's going on in the world right now. Uh, so it's interesting. But I will say that premise leads to some corny bits. <laughs> and that's where I think the movie falters for me is that there are some real... There's, there's some corny elements that, uh, especially when it's dialogue reading and... You know, where, you know, it, when it's not a part of the action, it's like the one moments of downtime where people have to share, inf like, actually have a conversation to give the weight, to the emotional weight to the scenes. It's probably this movie's weakest moments. Because when people are, are like, balls to the wall, have to do things in quick moment, and then they're, like, there's action, and they're, the way that they film it... I'm going to say that Christopher um, McQuarrie, the director, I cannot believe how good this guy's directing has become because he, I don't know how, I don't know who's in charge of his stunt team and his, uh, you know, choreographer and all that kind of stuff for these movies. I don't know who's working with him, but man, his, his action killer. It really is. Uh, there is multiple things of shock and just on the edge of my... I don't think I've been on my edge of my seat this much in a film in a very long time. Yeah, it was very nerve-wracking and fun. Yeah. And um, it was one of those those movies that had so much action um, that you were nervous for the characters. But also in the middle of the action, there was like funny scenes that you couldn't help but laugh at. They know how to balance it well. And they really balance everything out. It was really perfect. Yeah. Um, I thought that... He, I mean, it's hard for Tom Cruise not to have chemistry with his co-stars. He just has chemistry with everyone. And I feel like they're starting to write this character around him. And I, and I, I kind of like yeah. love it because his character has become so interesting in his love of humanity 
Mm-hmm. And it just, I, I think that radiates off of Tom Cruise in general, in a way. Because, like, the way that he's talking in this movie, it feels like it's so part of him. And, yeah. and I, I mean, it is. I mean, he's been doing this for, what, 27 years? Hasn't what's he? What's that? Mission Impossible? Oh, yeah. Um, but beyond that, I don't remember this character ever being that much involved in saying that kind of stuff. Yeah. And in this one, it it feels so genuine. Mm-hmm. It does. And his... There's a scene where he's talking to his group and he refers to them as friends. Yeah, and beyond that, it's yeah. just like, you don't even know me. There's like a line of dialogue, you don't even know me. And he's like, and? Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. He's going to protect that person. Yeah, and, and it's just like, I don't need to know you to care about you. And it's like, wow, what a fucking powerful character that you do not see on screen anymore. Yeah. Like, what a interesting character you don't see everything is vigilantism now in in action and it, it and and I, you know all i kept thinking was recent action films that we've seen like this and how this movie is just doing it so much better mm-hmm. and this is like what the fast and the furious wishes it was it's like the same exact tone right it's an action-packed movie about protecting family Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing, but that movie fails miserably because <laughs> you never feel like you they're protecting family. They don't care about each other's people. They they say they do, but it never feels the weight. It doesn't feel real. And, and there's no there's no stakes in those movies because loss doesn't feel real in those movies. In here, even characters you feel like you don't know well enough, you give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like you really feel bad. Yeah. Uh, and then I will say though. Um, yeah, and I, I'm going to, I don't even give a shit. I'm going to go throw it out there on the, on the, right out there and just say, uh, John Wick's Fast and the Furious's, this movie nails it. it. This movie is exactly what I want all movie action movies to be. Mm-hmm. Even when it's like, I feel like the movie's still grounded in its insanity. Like, I don't know why it feels more realistic here than those movies ever could. And while saying that, though, this movie still balances on that corny. There's, like, a lot of bits that are, like, that's insane. Like, a guy will stab a little knife into the side of a train and do a a twirl on it. Like, that's insane. No, there was some crazy, crazy stunts going on. For some reason, it was just, like, I'm okay with it here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel more okay with this than, like you said, like Fast of the Furious when Vin Diesel's getting his back broken into, like, actually shattered, landing on a car with Letty. You it's know, like, and it's rubber. It's like a bed they bounce off. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, we're okay. Not even yeah. a short of breath or anything. But here, like, you can tell that they are exasperated. Like, they feel, like, you know, emotionally Yeah, saving, saving people here is heavy. Like, it takes a lot, and everything feels really, like, every scene feels like every actor is doing it. Like, nobody, and and I I couldn't stare, I couldn't stop staring. Of course, when CG is there, Mm -hmm. it's it's noticeable, but a lot of this film felt like they did this. I mean, it... That Rome chase stuff? The cinematography in this movie, they were in Rome and Venice. Yeah. Um, But they were really in Rome. 
they really filmed Holy in Rome. Shit. And, I uh, don't know how they did all that. I, I mean, the streets in Rome, like maneuvering in that little yellow car. Was so, it's fantastic. So great. I'm so glad I didn't have any of that ruined for me. Yeah. Because yeah. that whole thing, I was just, my mouth was open. I was like, this is so much fun. What's funny is on Instagram, I saw that Haley posted um, that they brought that little car with them to the premiere. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> You know what's driving funny? Driving this little shit box car. It's like it looks like one of those little. What do you call that? A smart car? Matchbox. Oh, it looks like a little smart car. A smart car. Yeah. And they're tra- they're trying to like traverse the streets in this going full speed ahead in this car, and it was just so amazing. Yeah. You know what I kept thinking about during this scene though? I kept thinking, oh, this is where the paparazzi spread the rumor that they were dating, because they were forced to hold hands in these scenes. Yeah. And there was probably a lot of them walking around holding hands and people probably didn't understand it. Yeah. And they took photos. Yeah, but you not know Not noticing that it's, it's a part of the yeah, premise. Yeah, it's part of the movie. But, you know, they were handcuffed at the time. So, yeah, I mean. In fairness. But, you know, it, it, I, I, I felt the chemistry between the two of them. And it didn't necessarily have to be romantic. It was good chemistry. No, it's just him being a good person. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's crazy. I, you don't see characters like this. No. And also, I will say though that yes, um, the like, but when I was saying John Wick, John Wick uses this thing they call gun fu, right? Where it's the fighting but with guns, and it comes off insane and it comes off a little crazy. I can't stand. I it. will say that I understand people love guns now. We're in a really weird gun culture now that like people have like become extra obsessed. But uh, where people enjoy that, there is like hardly gun use in this movie. And there was a lot of scenes where I was like, why doesn't someone just shoot them? No, I mean, it, it, pretty much just the police, really. But then there's a scene with Pom. She had a gun. But I mean, That's otherwise... That's true. There was a moment. You know, there were some gun gunfights, but it wasn't oversaturated. It was more stunt work. And, and to, knowing that Tom Cruise did his own stunts in this movie was just incredible. You feel every, every, every moment of it. You I feel was on the edge of my second. seat yeah. the whole time. I mean, yes. Yes, and I'm going to tell you right off the bat. There were a lot of you know, silly, silly scenes that nobody could have possibly ever made it through, you know, in this movie. It, but overall, it was a fun ride. It was fun. And the characters are all likable. They're likable characters. So it's not hard to imagine that you want them to pull through this, you know, like you, you want them to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's where I'm like, holy crap. I'm so impressed. I'm just, I'm very impressed by the directing and the, uh, the, all of the stunts, all of the work that they put into this movie. You feel every frame of it. And yeah. I don't even care about the length. I didn't want it to end. How long was this? I feel like it was very long. Really? Let me look. At least uh, two hours and 30 minutes, at least. Um, It was oh, two hours, 43 minutes. Okay. I started to feel it at the end, I think, simply because... And um, it was amazing. At the very end, I started to get tired, but I was I was awake wow. and alert through the whole thing. Um, oh, that train I, stuff. Oh, the train oh, stuff was amazing. God. Like everything in this movie was really cool. I was squirming. I know my I know main characters aren't gonna die. You know what I mean? I I just kept thinking, like Tom Cruise is not gonna die or anything, you know? And that's why I was like squirming in my seat. I'm like, why am I squirming? Why am I freaking <laughs> out for him? Like I. I just couldn't believe how invested I was in the moments. <laughs> I, that that takes a lot, I actually think, uh, for me. And let's also talk about the set directors and the uh, the cinematography. 
Yeah. Holy shit. Some guy had to light a thousand candles in one sequence. And I was like, yeah. good, good God, how do they do this? Yeah. It was amazing. And also Tom Cruise, after breaking his foot completely, and you think that he would be able to not run as much? No, he'd back at it. You have to it. see how fast he runs. Back I mean, at it. He's, he's back at that sprint. He reminds me when he's running, he reminds me of the T-1000. You know, when he's like just hauling ass. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. It was yeah. like a speeding bullet. Oh, he, he did such a good job. He did he did a great job. And um you know, he still looks fucking great. He could rock a suit. He looks great. He he, he really is in great shape. And um I appreciated everything he did in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh I you know what I also appreciated the fact that I couldn't stop staring at Palm thinking is this the person who should be playing Harley Quinn? Like I mean, no. <laughs> oh my god. No. When she was painted and I was like, this girl. Yeah, she had her face painted at one point, like kind of like ghostly white. And um, I, I saw a little bit. It, it kind of looked like Harley Quinn in the animated show a little bit, like punky, a little bit more punky. Yeah, yeah there's, a, but, there's a couple versions of that. But I was like, damn, like I know that she also can be cute and funny, like when she does Mantis. Yeah. Here she's like dead serious. Oh, she's an assassin. Yeah, she's like crazy serious, but... There's like a couple of scenes where I was like, wow, some of these people, man, like they, they look so interesting in this movie. Like just this, the, the, the outfits and the uh, costume design and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, again, and I think I used to joke around about persons of, a person of interest. Mm -hmm. I used to joke around that show was like the closest to Batman in, in live action yeah, that I've ever I get, seen. I get that feeling. Um, because you got like all the characters kind of feel like Batman characters. And uh, I felt like this this was taking from that that premise of that show, and I kept thinking of Haley Atwell, and I was like, you know, man, she's like a good Catwoman. Oh my God, she's so beautiful. I just kept thinking all these characters were like my favorite DC characters. Yeah, like, man, they, they're writing this like more like the comics than any she's, comic book film gets any of these characters. I keep thinking about that, you know. Yeah, I want her to be in everything. If she could play Catwoman, I mean, if they would cast her, hell yeah, she would rock that. They I were mean, never, but yeah. She's so she's amazing. I love her. She's uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, I there I can I can rant about the set. I can rant about the stunts. I can rant about all that stuff all day long. I, I definitely know that there are some very goofy things with the plot. Uh there are definitely scenes where you're like I have some questions. Why doesn't this why doesn't this person just kill this other person? Why doesn't this happen? And then you're like, cuz movie. I, mm -hmm. I get it. Um, but it feels like a lot of things were done in that movie. Like, oh, we can't. But you shouldn't think about it. And you can't help but think about it. There's a lot of twists that feel very like, what? Like, what's going? Why? Why would this happen? Why would this person do this? Mm -hmm. But uh, I... I really didn't give a shit. It didn't bother me as much. Although I know they were very prominent in scenes. And some scenes I was like, oh, that's a, that's going to be something someone's going to make fun of. Or, you know, like oh. things that we normally would point out. Yeah. But for some reason, when a movie's a lot of fun and the movie's like entertaining and all hell and everybody's mm -hmm. really good in it, you kind of shut down from that nitpicking. But when a movie's kind of like bothering you, and you fade into only paying attention to how stupid the plot is, mm -hmm. that's when a movie's bad to me. Right. I didn't do that here. 
No, I, I was having a good time from minute one. Yeah. And I knew that, yes, the, some of the stunts were absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it was just crazy. It was crazy, off-the-wall, like, bonkers, uh, this movie. But it was so much fun. Um, the plot, in my opinion, it was a little bit iffy. I, I don't know how I feel about the plot right now. Um, but as a movie, like, as a whole... Because you know they're going to continue it on. Um, mm. I really had I had enjoyed myself during this. Yeah, I, I was going to also say I guess we should say because in the uh, before I mentioned how uh, um, that it's part one and this is a big thing that's going on in movies recently where they're doing these part ones and they're just ending their film with just the huge nothing got explained and nothing feels exactly uh, fulfilled in any promises. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been something that's been bothering me recently. Uh, I feel like this one wrapped up because I feel like the story was about a couple characters, and I felt like they they closed those doors while still having there's more to do. But I felt like this movie did have a fulfilling beginning and end. There's like a reason they're they're going for something, and they got that thing. But now it's what does that thing do? Yeah, see, that's the thing right now with what you're saying is that I'm, I'm, I'm so like I feel okay, yeah. you know, like I feel like there's an end to this, but they kind of like left it just a little bit open, so that which it, I think sequels should do. But I'm wondering because we we saw so much in the two hours and forty three minutes of this film, I'm thinking what more are they going to give us? I mean, there's a big, how are they going to do this thing in the next movie? Yeah. But I don't know what stakes will come about it. Like, I don't know. But they they definitely are cliffhanging with some dialogue and some a couple threads that weren't exactly explained. Yeah. And they're big. And I <laughs> can't imagine where they're going with it. And I can... I am really on the edge of my seat to see where that will go. Yeah, well, a little non-spoiler spoiler. We know that Tom Cruise can hold his breath for 25 minutes under the water. Not in ice water, <laughs> I don't think. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's not a superhuman guy. And that's I mean... not something you could even do humanly, but right. it's what needs to be done. But, I mean, sure, Tom Cruise will probably learn how to do something like that, you yeah. know? He'll, he'll learn how to turn into, like, a fish. <laughs> yeah, like oh, Tom Cruise is going undergoing uh, uh, <laughs> of gill gill he's, emplacement. He's gonna turn into yeah. He, he's getting um tra- a lung transplant surgery and having gills emplacement. Gills in- <laughs> he's he's adapting to water naturally every day. He's been staying underwater for two hours straight until he can figure out how to stay underwater. Uh, yeah. So what what's your final rating on this? I. This part one. What's your? I loved it. I I really really liked this movie. I had a good time too. Um, eight. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I actually think this is what action movies should be more like. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go one lower. I'm gonna say seven. I I thought I was gonna say a six, but um, seven. You know, because there's there there are some goofy scenes over the topness, and uh, I have some questions about. The, the plot there are some i have some questions so well you know we've been very generous with our sevens we've been given a lot of movie sevens that probably don't deserve that high of a rating 
And that's why I'm like, since I've given a lot of these movie sevens that I'm like looking back on and going probably one lower, still enjoyed them. Um, this blows all those damn water out of the water. So for me, I have to go higher than those reviews. Okay, and, I get uh, it. And I, I can't say it enough. Like, action movies really need to take note from things like this. Yeah, this is a fun and, ride. And also, I'm just impressed to have a character give a shit about people, which is something I just don't think movies do enough. And also, let me just say, ha- um, having really kick-ass female characters with not having to say they're female characters mm-hmm. is a breath of fresh air. I, yep. This whole series has done that forever. Just making great, strong female characters without having to tell you they're female characters. Yeah. I, I that. adore that. And and we're I'm already just... winning because we know that these two Marvel Universe characters can kick ass that were in this. You know, the the, the two girls, Haley Atwell and... Oh, I guess, yeah, um, yeah, I guess we've seen what you're saying there. Yeah. yeah. So we know they can kick ass. They're awesome. No, they're just... It, to me, it's just like... Good for writing them as strong women mm-hmm. without having to say, I'm a woman that defines me, just making them people. Yes. And it didn't matter about yes. that. And I'm, I love that. And so also, much. the um, the actress, Rebecca Ferguson, I think mm-hmm. it is, she's a badass. On oh, him, man, so. she's a badass. She's a badass. Yeah. So, all the women in this movie were just tops. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. Uh, seeing her with an eye patch and a sniper rifle. Yeah. Uh, sniper wolf from metal gear i mean like wow i mean like it just really cool imagery amazing little set pieces yeah uh, yeah i loved it so i mean hey okay. this is a huge recommend to me this is what an eight. <laughs> this is what you go to the theater to pay for yes this, this is, is definitely, you get your money's worth yeah definitely definitely see this in the theater if you can because yeah. this movie was fun on the big screen it was great i did not expect to like it as much as i did Right. Me yeah. either. Me either. So, I, did, I did. So I mean, I'm yeah. impressed that Giddy I'm up. going way higher than I ever would have normally. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And as always, you can hit us up on the social media on Instagram at Just Another Movie Night and Joe at Crafty Misfit. And we're always want to hear feedback and we always want to hear about movies. And uh, I love the online community of movie reviewers and uh, people who love movies. So yeah. I want to hear all the conversations. And tell me if you hated this movie and why, because I would love to hear it. And I won't argue with you, I promise, but I'll just have a discussion. (laughs) Because the discussion is good. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening again, and have a good one. It all comes down to one thing. The audience.